build compelling real-time apps quickly and scale them globally with the PubNub real-time network. Only PubNub delivers the core building blocks needed for any real-time application. Find out for yourself by signing up for free today. Visit PubNub.com. Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing, the most trusted podcast dedicated to the new business of location. and welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 133. We're recording this live Friday afternoon, June 7th, 2013. My name is Rob Woodbridge from untether.tv, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, the city that summer forgot. I don't know what it's like for you, Asif, but we have, it is, we've had three great days of sunshine and the rest has been ter terrible, terrible, terrible. What's it like in Toronto there, buddy? Well, today today it's pretty cool and overcast, but I don't know. I haven't been here. So <laughs> that's right. it's, uh, uh, I just got back last night. So uh, For those of you who don't know, yeah. that's a CEFCON, the Location-Based Marketing Association. Yes. yes. What uh, You just got back when? Last yes. night. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So I was in San Francisco first part of the week and in Chicago the last couple of days. And uh, yeah, it's been crazy. I don't know how you do it. Like I, I don't know how you do it. And you're he also heading out uh, to spend some time uh, in Asia, I gather. Yes, but first I got to go to New York because we have the multi-screen oh, summit. Oh yes, the multi-screen yes. summit. That's next week. When, when is that? The fourteenth. That's the eleventh. Eleventh. Monday, Tuesday. So if you're listening to this, you're either in New York or on your way to New York. Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes. So yeah. The, yeah, so the 11th and 12th. So you, hopefully you're listening to this on Monday and you're going to get down there for Tuesday and Wednesday. What is the Multiscreen Summit, Asif? Multiscreen Summit is a, uh, a pretty cool conference. A lot of uh, fantastic speakers across discipline. Uh, you know, people from the gaming world, the television world, the sports world. Uh, you know, obviously mobile and location and tech and uh, digital out of home and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of this mashup of, you know, industry tech, uh, all around mobile and location, um, and it's called the Screen Summit because we're, we're looking at this conversation of, you know, how do we as consumers interact with screens uh, throughout our day and throughout our travels, you know, you know, from the tablet when we wake up in the bed to television, you know, with the, uh, with the news and the weather while we're getting dressed to, you know, we get in that car and so on and so forth, and, and so that conversation as it moves from screen to screen uh, is kind of what we're looking at. So I'm doing a... Uh, Fireside chat down there with uh, with Google and the New York Jets, uh, so that'll be pretty interesting, hopefully, and kind of get their perspectives on on how they see that. Uh, we've got a great panel of agencies as well uh, that I'm, I'm moderating a conversation around. So, lots of good stuff. And that's uh, June 11th and 12th in New York City. And if you use the code LBMA025, you get a 25% discount. You only have a couple of days left to register to yeah. be down there to watch this whole thing. So please go and do it and uh, and support the multi-screen summit in New York City. And then you're heading off to Asia. You're going to be in Singapore. Where else are you going to be? I'm going to be in Singapore for uh, for about a week. And then uh, I'm going to be a few days in uh, Shanghai, the tail end of that. And then actually, and then I go all the way from Shanghai. To Minneapolis? Uh, straight to Minneapolis, <laughs> yes. Um uh, and then I'm finally. Is that a direct career. flight, by the way, or is that like 77 no, flights you have to take? It, it, the crazy thing is, is I actually have to go to Toronto uh, uh, to get to Minneapolis. So I'm actually in my city without actually being in my city, oh, really. So it's hysterical. Yeah. So yeah. And, and is that all in one week? How long are you gone for? Uh, I leave on the 15th, and I'm back on the 27th. Oh my goodness. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's what it means to be the ambassador of location, or as I call you, the lord of location, don't I, Asif? You do. Yes. Well, yes. then why don't we... It's almost the Wrath of Khan, but... Exactly. Quite, yeah. It's a lord of location. <laughs> well, you know what the lord... Yeah, the Khan has an... You know, it is not a positive name. That man is a disruptive force, right? Yeah. So you are doing good for this world by, by yes. preaching the location. Uh, so that's it. Well, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to uh, to talk to you while you're on this 12-day uh, adventure simply because we'll get some perspective. And Shanghai is always interesting to me because, as you know, I, I have uh, just released an episode. It's up on Untether.tv right now um, with uh, Piyush Shah. And you saw a little clip of it uh, last week when he talked about the growth of China. And man, oh man, like that's all we've heard of the last week. It was the greatest timing to do that episode because there is just an incredible buzz around what's going on inside of China. And if you haven't watched that episode, look, don't do it for me. Do it for you. Um, what he talks about and the ways that he uses to, to or he suggests to, to get into the Chinese market and the reasons to get into the Chinese market are, are worth the listen unto itself. But the fact is that uh, I, I can't wait to get your perspective of what it's like inside of Shanghai and, and the, the impact. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, well, I, I think it's going to it's going to be eye opening for, for me uh, as much as, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out there talking. I, you know, I expect to, to, to suck up a lot of stuff. And yeah, I'm excited. Well, so uh, that's we've we'll got to coordinate for our next episode. But while we're here, let's get on with the show, shall we? It's yeah. packed. It's packed. And, you know, some great stories. And even, you know, I've been able to actually do a tie-in to an Ottawa company, which uh, you'll see in a, in a moment. But we've got, it goes around the world, the United States. We've got uh, stories from New Zealand. We've got stories from Canada. So let's get this thing going. We've got a special guest. The guest today is actually, um, we're going to do a two-parter here. It's Chuck Martin, uh, who is, uh, it's also, this is what I'm fascinated with. This Instead of an app, I want to draw attention to this, his newest book, which is in on the shelves this this week, actually, that you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to the week of the 10th. Um, it's called Mobile Influence, The New Power of the Consumer. Asif, this is uh, his second book. His first in the mobile space was a couple of years ago called The Third Screen, which was a really, really, really great book, a primer for mobile marketing. Now, this is talking about actually what he, what he calls it, it's actually pretty fascinating what he calls this, is the shopping life cycle. He walks us through the shopping life cycle in this book. And I'm just going to read the shopping life cycle here, just in case you didn't know. But what he talks about is the setup, which is there are one, two, three, four, five, six, six pieces of this life cycle. The first is the setup, which is the pre-buy. The second is the move, which is in transit, while you're in transit. The third is the push, which is on location, which is exactly what this clip that we're going to use in the interview uh, later on uh, during the guest of the week. Uh, is the 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 next one is the play, which is the selection process when you're choosing your product. The next one is the wrap, point of purchase, and then of course the last one is the takeaway, the post purchase. This is the cycle of uh, of shopping, and uh, he puts the, the a huge mobile spin. Talks about how the consumer is in charge, and it's a fascinating read. If you first need to be convinced that this is happening, second, if you're looking for solutions, challenges um, to the norm, uh, you know. Chuck does a great job of taking what I think are achievable objectives in this space, in mobile and and retail and location, uh, and, he, and he gives you enough of the next steps, but also kind of paints a, a, a long-term direction that you should be aiming for. And the only thing he says in this book, he said, he summarized it so well, he said, he said, listen, read the book, buy the book, whatever. The one thing that you have to be doing is do something. Right. That's what he's saying is that like there's a thousand ideas in the book, but just do something. Don't do nothing is the way he classifies it, because if you do nothing, 
you're screwed ultimately. And we've been saying that forever is that you have to take at least right. a step. But this is a fascinating read. It's a quick read. Um, and it's in sh on shelves by the time you're listening to this or, or, or watching this. And it's called Mobile Influence, The New Power of the Consumer by Chuck Martin. And uh, you know what? It's actually uh, on the back, the, um, the quotes on the back. B.J. Emerson from Tasty Delight and Tim Reese, the head of mobile and social solutions from Google. These guys endorsing this, obviously. Uh, so Chuck Martin's new book is what I'm fascinated with. I've been consumed by it all week. It is a good read, and if you like, it's all dog-eared already. Notes in the in the margins. Uh, I uh, I really enjoyed the read, and so will you. And I'm sure you can find it in any of your great bookstores out there. Um, and if you're interested, just follow Chuck Martin at Chuck Martin on Twitter, and he'll be throwing up some some good value. Mobile influence. Cool. Very cool. And uh, you'll hear from Chuck later on in the show. He's going to be talking to us about the impact of location, physical location, and why it's so important now that we are in this location-based marketing world and this mobile marketing world, which is really, really cool. And I think that that really, really ties in to our first story quite well. So let's get on with the show, shall we? Yes. All right. So this is a, uh, um, a company that we all know and love, at least Asif does. Many times over, I think that you love, love, love this company. It's called eBay. And uh, yep. eBay is launching a, uh, this is a, a touch screen um, shoppable window in empty stores in the Lower East Side and Soho in New York City. And these are stores that are going to be live in, I guess, in June and July. And uh, when you buy something from these touch screens, right? So there's touch screens. When you buy some of these touch screens, which I think is really amazing, is that they will be delivered within an hour. So these are pop-up stores with a semi-permanent space in in empty store windows, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I mean, using, you know, unused space like that, I think just is a great way to kind of bring some life to, uh, you know, to neighborhoods like this where there's, you know, just all these vacancies and, and, and these buildings that are just sitting there doing nothing in many cases. So I love that. Um, you know, I think the use of the digital screen technology in this context and that and that kind of one-hour delivery is uh, is interesting. Yeah. Um, I, you know, in some respects, it's like, do I really want it in an hour, though, if I'm out on the street, you know, buying this thing? You know, am I able to accept it in an hour? So, you know, hopefully there's some flexibility in that. I obviously am not in, in the Lower East Side uh, there to check this kind of stuff out and see if it's actually working. And I haven't had a chance to to, uh, to talk to eBay about it, but as a concept, you know, using that space in that way, putting digital screens on the walls, uh, you know, and, and letting people buy from this catalog. There's about 30 items uh, in the catalog uh, that's available here. You know, I think this makes sense. Um, you know, I think what would be interesting is, uh, you know, and, and this is one of the things that we're seeing trending. We talked about this on the last few episodes. You know, this. It, it, can eBay do something with this that also has a, a charitable component to it to kind of bring some, you know, especially in areas of a city like that where it's a bit downtrodden, businesses are, have left the, the district, um, you know, we're, we're bringing some digital life to it in this context, but can, can, we bring, can we bring some, you know, some help as well to, to the residents that are maybe on the streets around there and other things? That might be a component to, to think about in, 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 you know, in parallel to this. And I think that the um, you know the 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 Ottawa tie into this, which I mean, I 
first of all, the fact that they're doing this in, in, in store windows like this that are empty, we've talked about this, you know, I, you know, I think on and off over the last two years that we've been doing this is that uh, this windows become the usable store, the usable space, and, and you don't need the inventory because you can always just, as they're doing, courier mm -hmm. to you within an hour. Um, but there's an Ottawa company uh, I don't know that many people know that Shopify, which is, I, I think, one of the top five e-commerce providers, they, they provide the uh, software, the, you know, the software for, to create stores. They have over 50,000 stores on their platform, and they're doing about a billion and a half dollars in transactions in those stores. It's pretty amazing. Um, but uh, they're an Ottawa company here, and they're doing something that is very similar. They're... <laughs> But they're doing it in real life, which is so fascinating. They have taken over an empty store in the, you know, in the tourist area called the Byward Market here in the city. And they've invited five of their e-tailers. So these are people that have only e-stores. So these are just online businesses, right? So these are guys that sell hammocks online. These are guys that sell homemade products online and, and candles and, um, and clothes. These are homemade clothes, but they're just their e-tailers. And they've invited them from across the country in Canada and brought them to this one location. It was an empty store on one of the busiest uh, uh, streets in uh, the Byward Market. And they're setting up a shop, a two-day shop in real life. They call it Popify. We've invited eight local retailers, all of whom are on Shopify, into a physical storefront. Many of these retailers have never sold in a physical location before. It's an experiment in retail, and we're calling it Popify. The retailers we've invited to Popify are a modern space, the Emporium, Manitoba Mucklucks, End Products, Amanda May Lingerie, La Bottega, Hammock Universe, and Viens Avec Moi. And uh, it's going on uh, just for two days, and it's going to be a fascinating watch to see these all of these different five companies come into one store. So it's it's almost like you know they're the opposite of what's going on in New York City, but but it's because they're taking the digital stores, digital companies, and for the first time they're actually giving them an opportunity to have a physical location, which, as we'll hear from Chuck Martin in a little while, is is now becoming more and more important because of location-based marketing. But is that that's pretty mm -hmm. cool, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and you're going to see, you know, your favorite company, Amazon, you know, start to move into this thing too in terms of physical locations, uh, you know, selling groceries and all that kind of stuff uh, is going to happen. So I, I completely agree. I think it's that blend between the e-commerce world and, and the physical bricks and mortar world. You know, those things are coming closer and closer together. And part of what I did this past week was spend some time with a company called Shopper Track uh, that we're involved with. Shopper Track is probably one of the biggest. Um, indoor location analytics companies that's you know that's that's been around for a long time but not location analytics like we've been talking about you know using 
indoor positioning like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. I'm, I'm talking more traditional stuff with cameras, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and things like that. Uh, that's been their business for a long, long time, and, and, and they're the sort of the market leader in that space. And we were, we were, we were talking about the future of this, but the, one of the key messages that I heard out of that was from the retailers, and the room was full of retailers, was they want the level of analytics that they have in the e-commerce world you know all that tracking that you have in e-commerce and all that purchase history and all that stuff that you have that Amazon has perfected they want the same thing in the bricks and mortar world right and, and so it, it's how do you take those lessons learned from from e-commerce and push it into physical bricks and mortar and pop-up and I think that you know as much as we want those analytics we also want the ability to kind of you know bring the store to reality right and and, and you know one hour whether it's one hour uh, delivery like eBay's yep. doing here, or what it is, it's you know th- there's a lot of synergy here, and, and and the interesting thing is is even within some of these big retailers, you you know like a Walmart for example, historically the people who run store operations do not talk to or even sit in the same room as the people who run their e-commerce website. Like those are digital people. Those are t- you know push them aside. We don't need those guys. And, and we're like you know we're all about you know traffic and and customer service and all this other stuff over here. Uh, and, and they're totally different. But now those things are coming closer and closer together. It's it's I mean it, it's kind of crazy to think that those guys don't don't at least talk. And and we'll see that you know in the resource of the week, uh, this Business Insider Intelligence report that talks about location based marketing. Um, they talk about location as the new shopping cookie right which is what they're trying to get to with with e-commerce in the digital realm and i think that it's it's true you don't get as much data but you end up at least having a semblance or an understanding of who your customer is and where they are and where they've been so i you know this this is it's evolving but um but you see that the you know the difference between what ebay is trying to do which is enable commerce everywhere and pop-up stores and screens and kiosks everywhere and i think it's very 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 cool and what shopify is trying to do is is help the digital guys understand as harley finkelstein who is the uh chief platform officer good guy i love harley a uh, good friend at um at shopify uh, he calls this like this is the future of retail it's that hybrid digital and 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 uh, in real life and uh, so I, I'm a I'm a big fan of of that of that marriage. Um, I also like the efficiencies though of just being an e company. But every once in a while, it's interesting to test the waters. And and what Shopify does here is allow you to test the waters. And what eBay is doing is allow you to test the waters on the digital side for physical products. So yep. very very cool. And and you know, I, I um th- this this is evolving as as we talk about it. And uh, but it's evolving at a pace with some of the big names that are getting involved in this. So we got Amazon, we got eBay, and if you're talking about enablement, uh, a company like Shopify, so pretty cool. And that's an Ottawa company. Don't you forget that. Not eBay. <laughs> there you Shop- go. Shopify. So that's nice. Yeah, eBay, Shopify, pop-up stores, physical stores, digital stores. Man, let's talk about some art. How's that? Let's talk about some art. So. Uh, obviously, the next story is one I'm really excited about because it's an LBMA uh, initiated project. So, um, the quick backstory on this: this is this is the LBMA plus uh, L'Oreal's Lancome division, uh, a company called Crowd Optic that we've talked about on here before, which is uh, one of our uh, augmented reality member companies in San Francisco, and Kandari, which is a local uh, agency, uh, creative agency here in Toronto, that all came together. This is at the core of what the LBMA is all about, which is you know looking at our members, pairing up brands and agencies and technology companies to achieve great things. And uh, hopefully we've we've achieved something uh, great. We'll know in, in a couple of weeks. But uh, 
this coming weekend, uh, so uh, this uh, this Friday is the kickoff, uh, Friday the uh, the fourteenth of June, here in Toronto uh, of a ten day basically festival called Luminato, which is a uh, an art festival. L'Oreal is the title sponsor of this uh, of this festival, um, and it's been going for I think thirteen years now. Uh, so it's it's well known in the city. Uh, people come from all over the place to 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 see this art, and it's 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 digital art, it's uh, outdoor art, it's a whole mixture of, of things. Uh, and uh, L'Oreal is the title sponsor, and they kind of approached us as at the LBMA and said, "Look, you know, we love all that stuff that you guys are doing in Korea and this market and that market, and you know the stuff you did with the shadow QR codes and you know using the sunlight. We want, you know, we're the sponsor at Luminato. We want to do something digital to activate people on site, and and this festival draws three to four million people. Okay, so so it's it's a significant number of people coming to this festival. There's a main public square and outdoor piece to it, so." Kandari, the agency that we tapped around this, we sat down with them uh, and kind of th thought about, no, nah, we, we're not just going to do shadow QR codes again. We got to do something different. We got to do something cool. And so, you know, AR kind of popped into my mind. Crowd Optics got this great new uh, technology that uh, lets you look at direction as well as, you know, uh, you know, visualize content. And so we came up with this concept of what if we could create an art gallery in the sky, a virtual art gallery. Um, and we kind of put that to uh, to the Luminato guys. They loved it. Um, they're already doing a photo exhibit uh, where they've gone out to 20 of the world's best photographers and had them create their own interpretation of the Lancome Rose. And so we said, let's do the same thing, but with with social media people and bloggers. And so we got 20 of those guys to uh, submit uh, their interpretation of the Rose. And their their photos, so to speak, in this, there's 20 photos in this gallery, are going to be only visible if you're at Luminato, you download this, this crowd optic powered app and, um, and you hold up your phone and you just stand around and you rotate in a 360 degree view, view and you're going to see these images pop up and then you can share them on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and all this kind of stuff. And obviously there's, there's a tie back to Lancome product and you can get you know, free product and you know, stuff online and all this kind of stuff. But it's cool. And now the, the the coolest part for me beyond so, that, so how can you beyond that, on. right? So that's that's like phase one. Phase, phase one, one is there's 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 this secret art gallery in the sky at Luminato that you can only you can only visualize if you have this app. That's that's incentive enough. But for those who are really you know out there listening and want to invest in this, if you go down to Luminato and you download this app and you participate in this process of viewing these things over the period of the ten day festival. We're actually gathering in real time uh, where all your devices are pointed, and we're tracking that um, on a on a minute by minute basis, and we're building a heat map in real time that, in aggregate, over the ten days at the end of the ten days, uh, this heat map we we've laid out the twenty photos in such a way that if you were to look at it from the from from the sky, an aerial view. The, the 20 photos actually fit on top of a, uh, a very, very large city-sized version of the Lancome Rose. So by participating in this, by downloading the app and viewing these photos, you're actually generating or, or, or being part of the world's first human-powered heat map logo. So come on, get down there and do it, with this? people. Like that. Like <laughs> well, this is, con this is what, when, you, when you take a great agency like Kandari, you know that can come up with these ideas, and you pair it up with great technology like Crowd Optic and a fantastic brand with the history uh, of of detail and fashion and beauty that Lancome has, and you put all that together. This is what you get. My goodness, 
My goodness. So w- w- what are the dates of this thing? When does it start? How does that... uh, It's the 14th, and it runs to, uh, I believe, the 23rd. June 14th. Yeah. To the 23rd. All right, so where can people find more information about that? Because I think we have to drive them somewhere to be able to, like, just go to the LVMA.com? Yeah, just go to LVMA.com, um, and under the press section, uh, the press release is, is all there, uh, and you, you can see all the data there on that. And um, oh, Or you can just Google LVMA Lancome. Uh, and there's been articles this week in the Wall Street Journal and Forbes and Mobile Marketer, so there's plenty of coverage out there. That's too. amazing, Steve. Congratulations! I can't wait to see the the outcome of this and uh, and the video summary of all of that in in one place. Like, yeah. it's going to be amazing. Holy cow! How do you top that? There you go. <laughs> well, we, we we go to uh, uh, yet another sort of Canadian story, half Canadian, story, half Canadian. Yes. Yeah. So so uh, five stars. Uh, which is a California company. And, you know what I thought? Uh, I thought when I read this, it was like five guys. I'm like, yes, finally, some meat. We can bring some meat into this show, right? That's what everybody's thinking. Well, five guys came to Canada a little while ago, so, so and they're doing a good job. It's not five stars. It's, five, it's not five but guys. But this is five stars. Yeah. So five stars is a uh, is a loyalty platform primarily. Uh, been around for a little while. You know, sort of one of these. Uh, focused on the restaurant industry primarily. Um, uh, you know, all about delivering uh, mobile content and deals and and points if you will uh... and they partnered up with rogers communications one of the uh... three big carriers here in canada uh... and together are launching a loyalty platform called vicinity vicinity there you go and so this is this is basically the uh... five stars platform in canada right so this is their first foray yep. into a a uh non-domestic market, an international market, and they chose Canada. For the first time, somebody picks Canada, right? And and by Canada, I think we mean just Toronto because I tried to find something in Ottawa and there was nothing, there was no deals or yeah. no, nothing in Ottawa. But uh, so this is this is um, at vicinityrewards.ca. Um, it, is, it is basically exactly like Five Stars, but uh, up, up here in Canada. Yeah, and, and you know, Five Stars has had great traction in the U.S. Uh, a lot of big markets like Chicago, New York, um, you know, L.A. have have been uh, have, have been big uh, in in adopting this program. So, um, you know, and and personally, you know, I, I, I've talked to restaurants here in Canada that you know about doing loyalty pl- programs and platforms like this, and they're like, there just isn't, there hasn't been great great options for them. Um, so, you know, having somebody with the credibility of Five Stars and, and the track record of Five Stars up here. The fact that's coming from Rogers, I don't know, but um, <laughs> we'll see what happens, right? It, it's interesting because uh, you know Rogers is um, is I, I think it is the largest cellular carrier in Canada, isn't it? Uh, yeah. By quite a distance, and and um, I love reading the articles about Five Stars and their executives talking about uh, oh, you know, when Rogers approached us, and and for those of you who who know Rogers, Rogers doesn't approach just anybody. It's a it's a huge company. It's a huge media company. They own. TV channels, magazines, they own um, yep. radio stations everywhere, and they own obviously uh, internet uh, and uh, and cell phones, and um, they don't just approach a lot of people. But the way that I was reading these articles, very fascinating to hear these guys from Five Star saying, you know what, we we cont- when Rogers reached out to us to bring our servers up to Canada, we contemplated, we thought about it. They were like, I I, I don't know uh, how many companies Rogers approaches, but um, these guys seem very lackadaisical about uh, a carrier of the size of uh, of Rogers coming up to them. But I guess when you have AT and T in your backyard, doesn't you know Rogers yeah. is small. 
Well, you know, and I think the interesting thing for me in this is is exactly that. Rogers approaching yeah. them. Uh, you know, how, how many how many Canadian startups, you know, here in Toronto or in Ottawa yeah. or in Vancouver or in Waterloo or wherever, are sitting here reading this story, going, "We have one of yeah. those. We're right here in Canada, Rogers. Oh yeah. Why didn't you approach us? No. Oh, right. by the way, we have more cities than just Toronto." Right. Yeah. yeah. We have more data. Yeah. We have more everything. Um, it, it's funny because that's yeah. what sometimes it takes getting out of Canada to be validated. This is often the typical yeah. Canadian approach, yeah. big, big company Canadian approach from the banks to yeah. the carriers to whatever it is like, you know, we won't adopt anything until we've seen it proven in another market. And then what ends up happening is that they're going to go to that company that has a, has actually the, the know-how and has proven it in the other market and see if they can bring it up to Canada. You know, yeah. this is a it's frustrating, but but, you know, Roger's reaching out and and um, and, and then the, the five stars guy is not really understanding that this is Canada's biggest carrier. This is a you know, this would be an honor bestowed on on many small companies that would make their company successful. Um, yeah, just, it's interesting. But if you're interested, you can go to vicinity vicinityrewards.ca if you're in Toronto is that's all I can say is that I tried Ottawa and uh, the results was that I got uh, uh, the stone corner about 417 kilometers away that's the closest thing that will offer me a uh, any kind of loyalty or rewards <laughs> and I you know what I appreciate the loyalties but that's a distance that I'm not willing to travel I'm just gonna put that out there right. the uh, by the by the way the uh, the stone corner is just around the uh, corner from my See, house so. there you go so Go there on my behalf because it's not going to get me there. It's too great <laughs> yeah. a distance for me to flow. So that's uh, vicinityrewards.ca if you happen to be interested in that. And uh, interesting that Rogers is getting into that play, um, partnering rather than building. Um, that's not like them. All right, let's take a break here from our stories. I want to introduce you to, reintroduce you to this man. Here he is right on the back cover. Chuck Martin, author extraordinaire, speaker extraordinaire, uh, his new book is called Mobile Influence, The New Power of the Consumer. It comes out this week. And I had an opportunity to sit down with him just yesterday, which is Thursday. We're recording this Friday, uh, to talk about the new book, to talk about much more. We, we spoke for an hour and 15 minutes about uh, things like Google Glass and technology. And that interview will be up this week as well, obviously. But a piece of this, he's got a chapter, as we mentioned, it's on location. And what he talks about in location, and I'll get it for you here, is that the new value of brick and mortar and I thought oh man I gotta ask him that question I said what is so important about brick and mortar now because we spent a decade the e-decade with e-tailers and e-commerce and, and companies like Shopify kind of getting away we were talking about the death of the store the death of the location and all of a sudden he's saying no 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 look bricks and mortar very important as a result of mobile and as a result of location-based marketing so this is his interpretation of why location bricks and mortar is so important and what has caused that so here chuck martin the author of mobile influence this retail landscape what does it do to this so this process that we've discussed discussed where you're always in decision mode um, and always you're always under influence you can always be influenced what does this do to the retail location does it shrink it does it move it does it how, how does this work well, if you look at some examples uh, staples you know I'm yep, sure you know staples sure. uh, what, what they did this is a very small thing but very effective um, they're, they're very tightly linked their their case study in my book by the way so I, I that's why I know all this I've been to their 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 development lab in Cambridge and where their their innovation lab so I know the people who are doing their new newer stuff that's coming but uh, but what they do is 
with the, they've tied the rewards program into the app very tightly so that when you're in the store, you, you redeem your coupons from your phone. And it's, it's automatic. You simply hold your phone up. They either take the numbers or scan it. But if you're, you're in a Staples and you, you're away from home, you want to get, you, oh, I need an ink cartridge while I'm here for my printer because we still print even though we're all digital. Um, we just print faster. Uh, so you're in there and you need a cartridge. You think, like, oh, I don't, I don't know what my printer is. I've got, I'm like in my house, I've got them in various rooms around the house. And I simply opened my app and it shows me my purchase history. And I can see that's the one that I bought last time. And then I scan the, the barcode of the product and I match the price because they now will match prices of online stores. So there, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember having bought something at Staples where I didn't uh, scan the price. I just can't remember. And, and now they will tell you, oh, we have free Wi-Fi here, by the way, if, you, if you're having a problem with scanning. So they, they, they're training their salespeople to understand. And even the new people, I sometimes have to break them in, and, and I say, <laughs> I'll say this is this is the price. So what's that? I said you guys price match. She said we do. I said yes, you do. <laughs> it says it um, right behind you. Look, look behind you. It says right there. Yeah. Uh, ask any manager; they'll tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's got I mean, I always, I always feel for retail, right? Because uh, you know, and it, it is the name of this, right? And you say the new power of the consumer, right? We, we talked about this, and and I've seen you speak about this many times. Um, and write about this many times is that that pendulum shifted from uh, you, you know the stores owning the consumer right so that if you're in there you you're buying this TV and that's the price you're paying um, and then kind of Best Buy and Future Shop they they kind of they started this um, and Radio Shack started this price matching guarantee right is that if you find it anywhere else we're gonna match that price regardless it started with sales and then it started you know in the next 30 days if you find anything we'll, we'll match it now it's like any coupon we'll take it any price will match it we'll take it whatever it is How, and, and do you know how many people know about that? I'm going to assume not many. We yes. Do. Okay. That, that's that, good. That ten percent, right? <laughs> uh, yes, that's that's probably been around the eight percent. Because w when you think about behavior, uh, people, the majority of people don't know, before mobile don't know that company the stores will match a price. So they don't know that to yeah. start with. And, and now the idea that you say, not only will they match a price, if you scan it with your phone, which they don't know what that means, and then uh, use something to show the price in another store, they don't know what that means. Um, Any other store. Then you show that to the yeah. cashier, they don't know what that means, that they'll match the price. They just, oh, forget it. I'll just go pay for whatever this thing costs, or I'll wait till it's on sale. Crazy. Because they're, they're trained to, well, it's not on sale, I'm not going to buy it. Well, it may not be on sale, but you can get it cheaper than what's on sale if you buy it right well, now. They, but they don't. MSRP know. is dead, right? Like, there, there's no such thing as the price you pay. I mean, wh when we were in India, when I was in India in the early '90s, uh, I mean, it's the barter system: is that they name a price, I name a price; they name a price, I name a price, and and somewhere along the lower end of the price that I named, I, I'm going to buy it, and it's a good deal for both of us, right? We we walk away right. satisfied. But I mean, I've been in like Future Shop here in Canada is could be right next to a Best Buy, and I'll, and like literally. And I'll go into the future shop and I'll find the product that I want. I'll take a picture of the price and then I'll walk outside, walk next door and I'll walk into a Best Buy and I'll go and find that product. And it's always cheaper over here, right? Uh, it's like, right. and they're the same inventory, the same management, but it drives me crazy that, you know, and I think that it's, it's almost done, I, I believe, disingenuously. So it's like, I'll never shop over there again because they, they, they're, the, they're the expensive one and they don't understand the power that I have right here. Uh, yeah. Well, another way to look at this is the, 
the the non ten percent, the non power user yeah. who's paying retail, they're subsidizing the mobile deals for all of us. So, so thank you. Uh, may, maybe it's good that it stays <laughs> at ten percent uh, because the ten percent are going to do better and better and better all the time, um, and that's what's that's the reality of what's going to drive the ten percent to go up is they're, they're going word of mouth. You're going to be saying. Gee, I got that TV for four hundred dollars less than that. Really? How? I just scanned it. What does that mean? Now then they're gonna know what scanning means. And then I would say nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I, I, you're, you're my tax. Like I, I... <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Martin, the author of Mobile Influence: The New Power of the Consumer, available this week. Go and buy it. And if you want, uh, if you're on the fence about it, and you want some free, free content that you can absorb. Some of the logic and the, and the intelligence of Chuck Martin, you can just look for the episode that's coming up this week on Untether.tv, and it's a long one because we talk about everything from Google Glass all the way down to his book and everything in between, and some of the trends that he's seeing on a global scale around the world uh, based on his interviews. He, I think they did, some of you did 30 or 35 interviews to get the, to distill it into 200 pages. So uh, well worth the read, well worth the buy. The Mobile Influence, The New Power of the Consumer by Chuck Martin. Thanks, Chuck, for coming on this show and also for the long, long, long episode that we recorded on Untether.tv. All right. Maybe you can read that on your flight to Singapore there, Asif. It's, uh, yeah. you know, on one of your legs from maybe maybe from Shanghai to Minneapolis. Oh, man. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, All right, let's get back to the stories. A very interesting story here coming out of uh, our good friends, maybe not good friends, but uh, you know the resource that uh, basically bankrupted the encyclopedia business, Wikipedia. Yes, uh, this this is a very interesting story uh, and one that I'm uh, happily surprised to see. I, I would say so. You know, uh, I'm not a big big user of Wikipedia. Every once in a while, I go there to check something out. Um, but uh, the Wikipedia Foundation has been playing around since January with a um, or added this new geodata extension. Uh, they're calling it for uh, MediaWiki, uh, and so the idea is is that as you are putting content into into Wikipedia, you can geo uh, tag that content effectively. And so what what they want to do is is that as you are out and about in different places and doing your thing. By the way, yes, that is Canadian about that you, you just heard there. Um, <laughs> the um, they they want they want you to be able to find more information about the things that are near you, um, and and they want to use this as an incentive for ultimately driving you to create and and and, and input more content. So you know, photos and, and to edit the contributions that are there, which is how Wikipedia works in the first place. So for me, this is both bring, uh, bringing the content, uh, you know, and delivering it in context based on, on where people are in their location, as well as, uh, a, you know, a tool for them to gather more information and, and make Wikipedia uh, a little more credible and, and, uh, and a little bit more in the mind of the average day, everyday consumer. So, so I like both aspects of this. I think this is a good play uh, for these guys. And, and you know, as as you've been talking, I've been showing you, you know, uh, photos and historical monuments around my neighborhood based on exactly where my location is. And and I think that this is a a long time coming. Uh, you know, we've always talked about contextual uh, information. I don't use Wikipedia. I got to tell you, every once in a while, I land on Wikipedia, and it's uh, uh, it's great for historical um, anecdotal information. But now maybe, who knows? Uh, you know, could it be the place that I go to when I'm in a new city to see what's around me? Um, 
Could it be the place that I use for a walking tour of a city or um, a, a historical monument, you know, based on my mm -hmm. location? Who, who knows? But I, I'm very thankful that they're tagging information like this, that tagging location. And, and um, yeah. it, it's going to be a great resource. And, uh, yeah, and, and potentially, depending on, on, again, this is crowdsourced, you know, generated data. Yep. But depending on how accurate you know it is and, and how trusted it is in the end, uh, you know having access to this geotargeted uh, you know versions of these data, uh, you know and and third party apps like TripAdvisor or hotel apps and things like that starting to bring some of this uh, to bear could be quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, very cool. So I, I think that um, I'll, I'll include a link in the show notes uh, if you're listening to this or watching this, uh, where you can actually click through to see it. But um, I think if you just go to wikipedia.org and you forward slash wiki forward slash special colon nearby, you'll be prompted to ask. They'll be asking you for your location and you give it the permission and then you'll start to see things around you. And I think that's uh, pretty fascinating. Very cool. Shows you content is relevant. To, location is relevant uh, in anything, especially content. I think the newspaper yep. should get into this very quickly as well. Um, that's a different story. All right. So there's our fifth story. Uh, you know, there's a, um, a company, uh, Ogilvy in Paris. Uh, they want to make you smarter. So they're putting up Roblox to Wi-Fi. So they're, what they've done is they've created uh, these hotspots in places in Paris that normally don't have hotspots. Very hard to get connectivity, very hard to get internet. And they have uh, opened up free Wi-Fi. Uh, but in order to get online, you have to play Scrabble. And so they give you six letters. And they say, okay, now play those letters, form those letters into a word. And mm -hmm. if the letter that you, if the word that you have, uh, the higher the point value for the word, the more time you get in Wi-Fi. And and you know, on first blush, I thought, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Um, you, but then a, as I thought this through, you know, uh, I'll play the video right now, and we'll come back and talk about it. But as as I thought this through, yeah. it was it was a, a challenge for me. But watch this. We'll be right back. Incredible things, smartphones. They connect countries, buy things. Organize lives. Entertain us with hundreds of games. But the more we use them, the more we're forgetting how to spell. That's why we created Scrabble Wi-Fi, a playful way to turn words into passwords. Scrabble placed free Wi-Fi hotspots in places where you can't get an internet connection. But to get online, you had to prove your spelling skills. Select the Scrabble network. Create any word using up to seven letters. Play it. The score from the word is converted into free Wi-Fi minutes. And the higher your score, the longer the connection. Words that you shared on Facebook doubled your score and time. In just two weeks, people played more than 6,000 words. That could fill 306 Scrabble boards. We gave away over 110,000 minutes of free Wi-Fi, showing that words can unlock a world of fun. Scrabble, bringing letters and people together. So there you see, they've got this, this idea, you know, seems logical they want to make you smarter because we are all now texting in three letter LOLs and OMGs. 
So they do this challenge, and and but then they started saying like, you know, the higher the points you got, the more minutes you got. So if you got an 18 point word, you got 18 minutes. And boy, would that ever just piss me off? If every 18 minutes I had to, you know, come up with a better word in order to get Wi-Fi, it's like, no, I just need to get this done. I need to post this article. I need to do this. But uh, you know, I think the concept is interesting. Um, but the approach, the branded approach for Scrabble, great. Uh, but maybe just a little bit longer of time. Don't give me a point, you know, a minute a point uh, is ultimately what I think. But what do you think of this? Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with the, the sentiment of a minute per point. Um, you know, it, it probably should just be just, you know, just get this word and, you know, you get your 15 minutes or you get your 30 minutes or, or whatever it is. Uh, should, you know, I don't know if it should be really based on point score, but I, I, I applaud the notion of... Um, you know, driving people to uh, to learn how to spell. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let's let's get, yeah. I mean, it's cool. It makes sense. Um, you know, and and I think that, you know, the the gaming aspect of this, uh, you know, the fun aspect of this. I mean, people play Scrabble. I mean, look at the Facebook games. Oh, yeah. that, you know, based on this. I mean, look at. I mean, like, there's. I mean, people like Scrabble. I mean, everybody likes Scrabble. Who doesn't like Scrabble? Growing up, right? Um, you know. Um, you didn't like Scrabble, Rob? Come on. You were a risk guy. I was a risk guy, 100%. Not a Scrabble guy, a risk yeah. guy. You know, yeah. I needed conflict in my life. I didn't need to spell it. I needed to have it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but it, it's, I think that this is a, it, it's a very unique branding experience that only Scrabble offers, right? I think that that's one of the coolest things. It's a, um, it's a good passcode. But, man, if I had to do this consistently, it would drive me up the wall. Like, think about it. If you're in Starbucks and you need Wi-Fi and you're like, hey... They give you six letters, and you have to come up with it every every uh, every eighteen minutes. It would it would it would it would be brutal. All right, our last story. This is from New Zealand. How would you like to be the DJ of your local grocery store? I, I personally, you know, I, I think this is cool. Yep. I mean, you and I are sitting here, and uh, on, on all the in between moments here, you know, you're humming tunes in your head. You, always, I, mean, I mean, I've always got a tune in my head, you know, uh, all the time too. So. You know, music's important. Music, uh, you know, has an effect on people's moods. It has an effect on, on, you know, what they're buying. You know, we've seen lots of great projects. We've been involved with some projects at the LBMA that, uh, around this. Um, you know, so, so I, it, overall, I like this. Uh, I've got some challenges with, with the way it's implemented, but, but I like this project. So this is coming from a company called Pack and, Pack and Save, P-A-K apostrophe and save. Uh, this is in New Zealand, uh, the supermarket chain down there. Uh, they've got several terminals, uh, 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 touchscreen kiosks or terminals, if you will, um, that they refer to them as. 3,500 songs in the database, including tracks from local New Zealand bands that people would uh, would know, uh, as well as people like Madonna and Oasis. And the I, love, I love how they classify that, uh, Steve, that they said that. And big name acts like the Eurythmics. <laughs> yeah. Madonna. Well, they were they were big in the Oasis. 80s. I'm Come like, on. well, yeah, this is great. Like maybe yeah, New Zealand yeah. is now finding out about the Eurythmics, right? Because uh, <laughs> most of the people listening to this are like the Who's, the What's, like Annie Lennox <laughs> and Dave Stewart. Those guys were like were huge in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, you know, but but anyways, big name acts, you know, like the Eurythmics. Yeah. Yeah. So there's plenty of research. The psychologists. I mean, there's tons and tons of research that shows that. You know, music affects our mood and and are you know are are wanting to to spend more uh, in that context. You know, that's why the whole music industry exists. Uh, you know, the the regular old you know music o over the uh, over the speaker system in stores. Uh, 
you know, it, it has some impact, uh, you know, unconscious to us in most cases, but it has some impact. So now they're saying, hey, like, if you can go into the store, you can choose your own track from one of these kiosk things and hear the music you want while you're shopping, it, you're going to spend more. They tracked 774 shoppers um, and asked them if they made unplanned purchases, and they found that the impulsive buyer spent an average of $32.89 more when the music was playing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so so that's interesting, right? I mean, the, like, I this mean, is over three, uh, you know, in three stores only, right? That they did this? Yeah, yeah. In three stores have been running this test. Um, yeah, and there's all kinds of other things. I mean, music is one, you know, free Wi Fi is another incentive. Maybe, you know, you don't have to jump, jump through Scrabble hoops to get it, but, you know, th there's different ways to do this. We've, uh, there's a company called Rockbot that yeah. we've been working yeah. with uh, a while back. We talked about them probably a year ago yes. now. And they've got a smartphone version of this exact for retail same stores. concept. Yeah. Retail yeah. stores like the Gap. So this, you know, where this is 3,500 songs in a database that you go up to a kiosk and you, and you choose from like a jukebox, if you will. The RockBot app is you pick a, a song from your own iTunes library and you, and you push it uh, through the smartphone app into the in-store audio system. Um, over the network, so over the over the wireless network. So um, that's interesting because you, you have know, to be there physically in order for the for yeah, yeah. that song to play. Or and if you leave, you don't hear your yeah. song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So both are great, uh, you know, and, and talk to the power of, of music's ability to influence a purchase yeah. um, or or increase the dwell time or increase you know the basket size. Uh, and so I like this. I think this is this is cool, um, and you know. You know, I, I, I shop. It comes down to what's in that database. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I shop with my headphones on already, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm either listening to music or a podcast or an audiobook. And and, um, and and it would be interesting to see because, you know, they've done all those tests. So your wife taps you on the shoulder and says, Rob, you should be listening to me. Exactly. Right? That's exactly what it is. Like, right. hey, hey, here's some air supply, Rob. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm okay without it. Uh, air supply is fine. You know, such huge bands like Air Supply and Eurythmics and, and Madonna and, and Oasis. Um but I, so I listen to it, right? And uh, so I don't listen to the music in there, and, and I drown it out. But all of that, all of those tests, uh, you know, I, I wonder, uh, you know, if this is the impact, if is it makes me spend thirty dollars more per visit as a result of this, and you know, you're going to see this over time, um, then this is this is revolutionary. This is a breakthrough uh, yeah. for this because uh, you know these machines would be paid for very, very, very quickly. Uh, but it's so, like I love this kind of testing. This is like Freakonomics style yeah. testing, right? Like. Uh, you know, well, in some respects, it's 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 a little bit like in a, in a completely different way. But like the iPort stuff we were talking about yeah. last week, it's 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 giving the consumer, you know, that ability to customize their experience and you know pour their own beer and and you know all that yeah. kind of stuff, right? So, uh, cool. I, I like this. I, you know, this is you know. Now, if I could just name as Chuck Martin, says, if I could just name the price that I pay, that would get yeah. me into any store. Like you know, if I could just name the price of my food, that's next. It's got to be. There you go. All right, that is the sixth story. Fascinating stories. Like I love these discussions, uh, you know, around retail, about physical versus digital, and around certainly about music's influence and and choosing, allowing you to play your music and how it influences your buy decision and and loyalty and uh, you know and and location around uh, um, content around Wikipedia. This is very 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 cool. And then of course Scrabble. You got to learn how to spell in order to get your Wi-Fi. <laughs> I tell you though, Rob, like it, it, it is a challenge every week to decide what these six stories are. Like you know, I because there's like twenty or thirty things that that I could talk yep. about, literally. Um, you know, and I, as I go through this, you know, I try to be, 
you know, make sure we got stuff from all over the world. Make sure we got, you know, you know, we're talking about some payments and some location and some loyalty and some this and like it, it's it covers like it all. It, it, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on out there, right? There's another story we'll talk about next week with Walmart uh, doing shoppable windows almost uh, right here in Toronto, um, and that that that's going to be interesting. I mean, th- there's there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But you so. know what? What I like about it is that we, we you know we we have these six the framework of the six stories, but then we can bring in those other experiences that allow us to kind of you know amplify that story. So the Shopify story wasn't on the agenda, but it just so happens that today Shopify and tomorrow Shopify we're doing these things in 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 Ottawa, and it's very relevant. And I just, it, it just seems like we actually have a plan for these shows and having Chuck Martin on as a, as a guest really ties it all together, especially around, you know, the path to purchase and the, and, uh, the path to the life cycle yeah. of the shop room. So well, we've got one last piece that we got to do here, which is obviously our resource of the week. And I alluded to it a little bit before, which was a business intelligence report on the uh, local mobile marketing uh, exploding, uh, and uh, this is we hear this all over the place about the influence of location and uh, and marketing. Yeah, so you know I love these studies because you know people are always asking me, you know, every time I'm, I'm speaking at some conference, you know, well, how big is this market? How fast is it growing? What was it last year? What's it going to be this year? Where's it going to be in in 2016, et cetera? Right, so. You know, there, you know, there, there's some good data here. Yeah, it's obviously, you know, a, a booming market location in general. The biggest statement out of this, and this is something I, I've been talking about forever, I think now, is location is the new cookie, right? I, I can't say it any clearer than they've said it right here. Location is the new cookie, and, and, and this came up at the conferences I was at this week too, where this idea for me that w- what this means is is it's all about the data it's all about you know tracking the 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 consumer from one screen to the next screen from one location to the next location from one media type to the next media type right and and that's what for me location is is the cookie the same as as i said earlier you know the analytics that we had online for e-commerce and all that tracking that comes in the e-commerce world that the retailers want in the bricks and mortar world has to come from location being the cookie right that's what's going to get, you know, provide that data, that insight that people want. Um, and there's some other great data in here too about, you know, the spend um, and uh, you know, you know, uh, the the platform being being beyond the smartphone and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, if you get a chance, you know, pull the report. Um, yeah, you know, the, I mean, a good summary is that they. They take a look at the key stats on the location-based services marketplace. What's working? Uh, what techniques are working? Uh, you know, what are the cornerstones for your success in, in in doing this? And and they look at the six most effective local mobile marketing tactics. And it's, it, you know, as far as I can tell, it's free. Um, you know, free for the price of your email address. Which, uh, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, it's very valuable. For the, the well, the the, the, synopsis, yeah, the synopsis, the full report's about five hundred. Always charge me crazy, you know, but. Uh, yeah. I guess you got to pay for this kind of information, um, but yeah. uh, the gist of this is exactly the fact that we have been talking about for two years on this podcast is that this is important, and uh, you know you can save yourself the five hundred bucks by just listening to a bunch of our episodes. Just subscribing to this episode uh, will save you five hundred bucks simply because we talk about these numbers, we we bring these numbers, we surface them, and uh, I guess the only thing we haven't done is identified the six most effective local mobile marketing tactics, and maybe we should do that and. Uh, you know, we could do that. If you're interested in that, you should reach out to us, robinontether.tv or cfetthealbma.com.
and that's the resource yep. of the week. And you know, and, and there's so many great companies that we're talking about on here, and and, and great people listening to this now every week. And we, you know, we want to again thank people for uh, for their feedback and for their comments and and their tweets and and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and if you think this is a valuable resource, you know, for we'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to have you sponsor the show. Um, you know, there's a great audience here that watches this thing every week, and uh, you know, Rob and I, uh, you know, other than other than you uh, giving us that five star rating that that we keep asking for in, in iTunes, you know, come on the show, sponsor the show, throw us a few, uh, you know, a few bucks, and and we'll run your ads on this thing, and we're happy to do it. So. Uh, more than a few, you know. It used to be our mothers. Now there's uh, about 4,500 people that uh, hit play on this podcast each and every week. It's a, it's a pretty astounding number. Uh, we're overwhelmed all the time. And if you're one of those people that have that need to speak, we would love to hear from you. Reach out. Uh, there's an easy way to do it. Go to untether.tv forward slash talk. Leave a voicemail. Leave an opinion. Promote your product. We'll play it here. Ask us a question. I mean, that would be the best thing you could do. If you have a question about something that we've talked about or if you have a question about the industry, hey, we're going to give you some free advice. Reach out on tether.tv forward slash talk. Ask us a question. How's that? That's the challenge for you this week. There you go. And we will play it here and we will and, answer it. Yeah, and if you're in Toronto yes. in the next week or so, come down to Luminato, download this app, and check out this secret uh, virtual gallery installation. Cool. And, and be part of history. Be part of making and participating in the world's first human heat map logo. I love that. All right, so listen, a few things. Multi-screen summit in New York City. If you want to attend and you want a good discount, uh, LBMA 025 is 25% off the price. That is this week as well. Chuck Martin's book, Mobile Influence, comes out this week. Go and take a look at it. Go grab it. The episode with Chuck will be up on, uh, on, on Tether.tv. Uh, Head to Toronto uh, to participate in uh, in this initiative with Lancome um, and uh, the LBMA. And uh, we are going to try to coordinate a C. Where are you going to be next week when we try to do this? Are you going to be in Singapore or Shanghai? Uh, Singapore. So we will get Asif's take on the location-based marketing in Singapore uh, when we connect sometime, somehow, next week. But until then, thank you for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time on This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Asif. I say this every week, but I mean it even more now. Safe travels, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, bud. And we'll see you next week. See you later, everybody.